Hello and welcome to the Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro and Graphics Pro Expo, covering the graphics market online, in print, and in person. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest for episode 48 is, once again, Adam Sumner, owner of Rapix Imaging and Rapix Academy. This time we'll dig deeper into the evolution of Adam's business and what he's learned along the way to make it stronger. But before we do, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Epson. Epson's SureColor V7000 offers an amazing combination of image quality, productivity, and convenience. It features vivid 10-color ultra-chrome UV inks, including red, white, and varnish to make your project shine. Capable of printing on a variety of media types, including rigid substrates, this UV flatbed printer is a flexible solution for outdoor signage, promotional goods, and more. The V7000 has an automated thickness sensor, allowing for multi-layer printing with almost no print speed loss. Schedule a virtual demo and request a print sample from a certified solution center at www.epson.com forward slash UV flatbed. And we're back with Adam Sumner of Rapix Imaging and Rapix Academy. Well, Adam, I'm pleased that we finally got to finish what we started here from last month to paraphrase that great philosopher, Sammy Hagar, and do part two electric boogaloo with you. So, all right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again. Um, you know, last time we talked more kind of big picture stuff. And this time I want to kind of dig down into a little bit more about your business and, and where you're coming from and what you've learned over the years. And, um, you know, I know that um, you've been in the printing business for a while now. And, uh, I believe you started as a teenager in your uh, your father's shop that was an yeah. offset shop. Um, so kind of give me a, a rundown, a brief rundown of your your wraps journey, so to speak, your printing journey and you know how you how that's evolved over the years for you, you know, from doing that to um, owning your own business. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I grew up in a print shop my whole life. So at a young age, I was, you know, running collators and um, you know, folding machines and then, you know, single color AB Dick presses and two color IOB presses. And so, you know, I, I grew up in the, in the printing industry. And as, as I got older, you know, uh, business cards and envelopes can only hold your attention for so long. Mm-hmm, so right. it was, it was kind of one of those things that, uh, started to, to migrate, um, and do some different things. And I used to race motorcycles and stuff like that when I was younger and, uh, was started kind of looking into, doing uh custom motorcycle graphics and you know got it got established in in doing that stuff and then um you know a guy came to me and said hey can you can you wrap my off-road sand rail and I said yeah I, I think I can do that you know it's just a just a bigger sticker at that point so hey Adam about how long ago was that geez like 2007 2008 somewhere around there okay so I did that and uh then you know did another the second car I ever wrapped, well, the first one was a sand rail. The second one I did was a 1974 VW thing. And it was a custom built off-road race car. And, uh, so that was, that was really the first full vehicle wrap I ever did. And it ended up in, uh, off-road magazine on like a four page spread. And, uh, so that was, that was kind of cool. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it was kind of, um, you know, everything was just kind of word of mouth and, you know, the, the wraps industry around that time wasn't nearly as large as it is now. And so, um, you know, I, I built the the company based off of, you know, just word of mouth kind of 
show up and say you're going to do what you're going to do and just deliver it on time. And, and that was, that was kind of how everything kind of spread. And then you fast forward a, a number of years and I, uh, got into red carpet special events, um, through just doing installations for some event designers. And then, you know, when they found out I could do the production as well, um, we started producing stuff for, uh, you know, the golden globes and the Emmys and, uh, you know, game of Thrones for HBO. We did all their premieres for every season of that. Um, even sent graphics to New York for premiere and then sent graphics over to Belfast for premiere. Um, so that was, that was pretty, pretty awesome. And, you know, did that for, for a number of years and where we're located here in, in Burbank, California, we do a lot for the motion picture and, and commercials and stuff like that. So we do a lot of stuff with TV and film. Um, that's just the, they call Burbank the media capital of the world. And that's kind of, kind of where we're at, you know, uh, just down the street on the corner is Nickelodeon studios and, you know, about a mile and a half away is Disney and, and, uh, you know, their main, their main studios and animation centers right here in Burbank. And, um, you've got Warner brothers and all, all different types of, of studios are here in Burbank. And so that's kind of what our specialty and our, our kind of go-to is, is, is a lot of short term, really fast turnaround, um, you know, everything from partial wraps to full vehicle wraps and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of graphics for, for that industry. What type of graphics other than vehicles? Um, you know, we'll do, we'll do event type of stuff, uh, premiere parties, uh, things like that. Um, so red carpet we'll do, we have a HP 1500 where we do 10 foot wide, uh, fabric prints for step and repeats for, or the red carpet walls, um, a lot of different type of custom installation stuff, um, where they're building sets and props and stuff. And, and we're wrapping those, whether it be sometimes it's in fabric and sometimes it's, you know, um, pedestals that they're, they're putting something up and they're all backlit. And so we're having to do, you know, create some, some custom backlit graphics that have to wrap around certain things. So a lot of trial and error and, and, trying new films and, and really pushing films to, to limits that they weren't necessarily designed for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, kind of what we've been doing for the last, I'd say going on 10 years now or so. Um, and that's kind of been our, our little claim to fame over here. You know, kind of going back to when you were working offset and as you mm-hmm. were kind of transitioning into your own business, were there some things that you learned um, early on that have stuck with you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the one thing that, that really has stuck with me, um, from, from the offset industry is just the attention to color. Um, you know, I remember sitting there and, and looking through loops and stuff at color and making sure that, you know, uh, small text was reading correctly and, you know, all different types of, of things like that. You know, we've, in the offset side, when we started going from regular uh, press plates and stuff, and then we started moving into, you know, some more of the digital presses and started um, going with, you know, spot UV coating and all different types of things. We, we really took some of that and a lot of the wraps that we've done and, you know, kind of kind of mimicked what we used to do on business cards where you had a, a satin coated card and now we're doing a satin wrap and then you use spot UV and, you know, in, in wraps to, to do a spot UV type of look, it's, it's adding a gloss finish over a matte 
mat finish or a satin finish, mm -hmm. um, you know, in certain areas where it may just be the logo or a portion of the wrap. And, and it helps add that depth and dimension, just like we used to get on business cards. It made them look so much cooler. Right. Uh, you know, the process wasn't any more difficult, let's say a little bit pricier, you know, just, just like it is in, in wraps, you know, even with business cards, you know, you add all those, those extra little finishes or embossing and things like that. Um, it adds a little bit more, but it, it gives that depth and that dimension to, to a vehicle wrap that, you know, just like a business card, you hand someone just a plain paper business card with, with nothing really crazy and it gets forgotten. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you add, you know, some depth and dimension and you add those, you know, that, that spot UV, just like we do on our wraps too. And when we add that, you know, high gloss pop or, or that addition of color, um, or, you know, mix and match and, and put some color change film with some digitally printed film and get some metallics in there. And with the, the technology and the different films that are out there, you know, having, you know, metallic over laminates and things like that have, have really given us the ability to, you know, custom tailor a wrap, uh, to a, a customer so that if it was parked next to a hundred other wraps, it, it looks different, you know, just like if you're, mm -hmm. you're fanning through your old Rolodex with a bunch of business cards, there's always that one card that really sticks out. Um, and, and we took that same type of, of model from, from the offset industry and just started to apply it towards our wraps. And, you know, in return, we, we, we like to see those smiles on the faces of the customers when they come pick it up and we're like, man, I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah. And that seems like something you could do not only on vehicle wraps, but wall wraps, all types of different graphics where you, you, you want to create that effect. And how do you add that spot UV to um, a project or color change film? And how, how does that work? Basically, you know, um, basically what, you know, what we'll do is, is maybe we design a wrap and, and we, we pull the logo out of the, the digital printed part. Right. And mm -hmm. And we, we print the background image of, of the wrap and we, let's say we laminate that with a matte finish or, or a satin finish or, or luster. Right. Yeah. Um, so we wrap the entire car in that. And then we go and we overlay the logos back over top of that wrap in a, in a high gloss. Um, and that's what gives it that depth and dimension and, and, and makes it, makes it just stand out a little bit more than, than printing everything and laminating everything with the same finish. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Epson. Epson's SureColor V7000 UV flatbed printer was designed to smash industry standards, delivering high print quality at continuous production speeds, even while printing with white and varnish ink. It automatically detects and adjusts to accommodate media up to three inches thick, and the four print zones easily hold media in place. The V7000 prints directly onto foam board, poster board, and a variety of materials, including wood, metal, and acrylic. Schedule a virtual demo and request a print sample from one of our certified solution centers at www.epson.com forward slash UV flatbed. I'm here again with Adam Sumner of Rapix Imaging and Rapix Academy. When you're talking about laminates, how are you deciding to choose whether it's going to be a luster, a matte, or a gloss? Um, really, it kind of just it goes down to when you're talking with the customer and, um, showing options, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you're not displaying the possibilities of, of wraps to your customers, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, if you walk into, into our office, we have, 
every single wall minus maybe two are, are wrapped. Right. And we have everything from, you know, um, a calendar film with a matte laminate to a cast film and a gloss laminate. And we have those things. And, you know, like we have one wall that's, that's wrapped in, in three M 40 C and it's been up for about three years now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're starting to notice some, some areas of where, where the, the film's not staying down as long. And that calendar film is starting to become a little bit older and it's wanting to come back on itself. And so, so there's some areas that have flaws. And as some people look at it, like, Hey, um, you know, you should replace that. And I say, no, I, I accept those flaws because now when a customer comes in, they can say, well, why is it that that wall doesn't look as good as this one? I say, well, they've both been up for three years. However, this product here is a cast film and this product here is a calendar film. And the, and the price difference is, is, is a lot between the two. Um, and so you can see what your wrap's going to hold up like over time. Um, and so we had that, that for quite a while. And, you know, some of the walls that we've, we've replaced and stuff and, we do uh, matte lamb on some walls. We have gloss lamb on some other ones so they can kind of see like, Hey, if you have a real high lit area, you know, maybe gloss isn't the best option, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because you're going to get a lot of light reflection and um, you'll see some real hot spots and stuff um, because the light kind of, kind of hits that gloss in a certain way. Um, Then we have, you know, custom wallpapers that are printed that are all um, instead of adhesive back vinyl, it's all pasted graphics. So you have to roll on adhesive on the wall basically, or on the paper, depending on what type of and style you're doing. But we showcase all the different uh, products that we have, not just one individual one. And, and we found that, you know, people will come in and they come to sit down and kind of go over what it is that they want to do and, and start bringing in their art and stuff like that. And then they take a look and they see the possibilities. And, you know, we've had people come in that were in like the delivery business or, or in the restaurant business and they come in for a vehicle wrap and they, Oh man, you know, we, our hallway to our bathrooms really could use some graphics like this. And next thing yeah. you know, they came in to, to sit down and go over the creative process of, of designing their vehicle wrap. And all of a sudden they're saying, Hey, I want my vehicle wrap, but I also want you to do this. And, and that comes to, to showing the customers the possibilities, you know? So when it comes to your wraps and you want to experience, uh, experiment, I should say with, with different things that the best thing to do is experiment on your own vehicles, right? Um, have some vehicles uh, in, in your, if you have a fleet of vehicles or, or installation vehicles that you guys go out on, you know, show, show different, uh, different things, show a matte finish and show a gloss finish because, you know, you can kind of show, show it in photos, but when people see it in person, it's, it's a totally different story. If you want to start upselling your customer on, on reflective, you should put reflective on some of your vehicles so you can kind of see, you know, we like to, we like to definitely upsell uh, when it comes to, to doing reflective on things, especially delivery vans that, you know, maybe they're working at night, um, you know, and it could be as simple as, Hey, let's, let's take your logo and and take your, your phone number and your website and let's pull that off the base wrap and let's overlay that with reflective. So that when they're driving around or doing deliveries at night, let's say, you know, maybe it's a pizza shop or something. Um, and they want to have, they want to have their stuff seen. Well, they spent all this money for vehicle wraps, but half of their deliveries are done past six o'clock at night and it may be dark. Right. And so by upselling that reflective, um, that really helps. And, And to show somebody that in person is, is really key. So I really think, you know, the, the first step into selling something to a customer or showing them the possibilities is really looking at your, your own brick and mortar location and, and start showing off the capabilities that you have with the equipment that you're running. Well, that's smart because you're showing them options 
Correct. Well, at the same time, you're kind of directing them and are educating them about what those possibilities are. And at the same time, again, do you want fries with that? So you're upselling them and getting more opportunities to do other types of projects for them beyond what they came in for possibly. So that's great. Right. When we got our, we have a CNC router, uh, it's made by CWT. It's called the apex cutter. And, um, it is, I mean, a phenomenal piece of equipment and, and we've, we've loved having it in. And when we got that in, the first thing we did was start, you know, routing out some signs and we started putting signs up, um, over our wraps and doing some standoff stuff and people come in, Oh, what you can do that too. And so as we add into our equipment and we add new things, we just start adding to the existing wraps that we already have on our walls to showcase the new equipment that we may have in. And, and it really just kind of opens up the possibilities to, to the customers coming in. And, you know, obviously you want to meet their expectations as well. So right. what are the things that you do to ensure that the print or the project itself meets customer expectations? Uh, you know, particularly when it comes to color, because, you know, you said that, you know, from the offset business, you learned how important that detail to color is. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, we have quite a few customers that, that have some pretty stringent, um, things when it comes to color and they're, they're really, really picky. Um, and so we, we got a, the x right um, profiler and stuff like that. We have a color spectrometer. So mm-hmm. we'll scan in, we'll scan in their samples or scan in some, um, Pantone colors, and then we'll, we'll double check. And, and when we produce that graphic, we'll make sure that we are falling within their Delta E, which um, the Delta E on a lot of our customers is less than three. So as long as you can hit a Delta E, which is the difference in color from the sample to what you produce, as long as it's less than three, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty close to spot on. Um, You know, the other thing that we do to make sure that we're hitting good color is uh, we build our own profiles. So a lot of the auto out of the box profiles are, they're pretty good. And depending on the piece of equipment, like we just, we put it in a new Epson S 8600 L and we just put that in, I don't know, about end of August, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's an amazing machine. It's a 10 color machine. So CMYK, light cyan, light magenta, orange, red, and white. Um, The color gamut on that, on that machine is unreal. I mean, we're able to hit colors that we were never able to hit before, whether it was on our HP latex or Oki color painters, which both printed great and they had great color. Um, But adding in a new piece of equipment with all these extra options um, has, has really helped us dial in some difficult colors for us to hit, you know, a lot of greens and a lot of oranges were really hard for us to hit with just the standard six color printer. Um, and by putting in this piece of equipment, it's given us a larger color gamut to be able to hit. So the first step on that was, was definitely sitting down and, and running some, some color tests and, and running the, the patches and then getting those scanned into the computer and building our, our profiles from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way that we're really able to, to hit our color. Now we do have customers that, you know, aren't as color conscious. Right. Um, and so for those types of customers or the stuff that's coming in and someone says, Hey, you know, I need a, I need a birthday banner for, for my kid's fifth birthday. Well, they're not going to be sitting there. You're not going to be running color tests and, and doing all that kind of stuff. We, you're right. going to design it on the computer. They're going to approve it and you're going to hit print. And the color that comes out is the color that comes out, you know? Um, so there, there are those, but then when you have those picky customers building those custom profiles, one really help you open up your color gamut. And then two, what it does 
is it really helps you save on ink. Um, there's a lot of times that some of those profiles, you know, you're, they're dumping a ton of ink to, to get that color. Um, but a lot of times you can sometimes decrease the pass count and, and adjust your ink levels and stuff to where you're able to hit the colors that you're looking for and not have to put as many drops down. So that was kind of going down the rabbit hole about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago Mm -hmm. um, when we were, especially when we were doing stuff for like HBO and we were having to try to match a a carpet sample that they were printing special carpet for this event. And they would give us a carpet sample. We'd have to try to match the colors from the carpet to match the wall graphics and, and things got pretty insane. And there was a lot of time that you'd sit there and I would do it the old school way and open up my Pantone book and try to hand match it. Well, then once I hand match it, then I'd have to put in a CMYK value and then I'd sit there and, and try to do it. And by adding like a color spectrometer, like the X writer, the, uh, the spectro pad is, is another one uh, that's mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, we've been looking at, at replacing ours with, with that one. Um, and so there's, that's a huge advantage, you know um, it's definitely going to put you, on a different level than, than somebody else down the road that's just, just designing and hitting print. You know, if you're really trying to match those colors, it's, it's really important to build your profiles from scratch and really important to have that color spectrometer. So you can, you can really dial those colors in. Right. Uh, so how often are y'all getting kind of a prepackaged design that someone wants to replicate it, or are you designing it yourself? It's definitely a mixture when it comes to like, the red carpet type of stuff, um, or, or the TV and film stuff. A lot of that is coming from an art department, um, that they've already created all that kind of stuff. And a a lot of times what happens is they send it to us and we tell them that's not really print ready. You need to make these changes. So what we started doing is, is when you're receiving artwork from, from a third party, um, whether it be another designer or it be an ad agency or something like that, there are parameters that you like to have when you're printing, right? I, I like to make sure that all my, my raster images, so anything designed in Photoshop is, you know, I like to make sure that those are a minimum of 72 DPI at full size, right? So mm-hmm. if they're designing at one tenth scale, a lot of times they don't understand what to make the size of their file. And so we have a sheet that says, Hey, this is, this is the parameters of how to set up art for us to be able to run it. As soon as you bring it, you know, um, wall graphics need to have three inches of bleed left, right, top and bottom, you know, and sometimes that varies depending on, on what we're doing. You know, maybe we have an area that's going to be a little bit more difficult or something like that. And we need a little extra bleed or, or we got to pull it around or work around some, you know, I don't know, AC ducts or something like that. We want a little extra bleed to help us out. Um, or sometimes we want a little less bleed, like on window graphics. We don't want a ton of bleed. So we have all that kind of stuff. If we know that somebody's going to be setting up the art, we send them over, hey, this is the way that we want our art set up. If it's not set up this way, we're not going to run it until it is set up correctly. Right. And and what that did over the length of time of of kind of receiving artwork from somebody else, um, it gave us the ability to not have to sit there for three days in a row, like, no, you got to correct this. No, you got to correct this. And and it kind of trained those ad agencies and those designers that were doing stuff for a customer of ours or, or whatever, maybe they had their own in-house designer, it kind of set it up so that when we got those files, the, the pre-flighting, the sitting there and, and getting those files ready to run through the rip and through the printer, um, they were more ready than they would be if we didn't set that up. So I think, outlining, you know, kind of your specs to receive artwork is super important. Right. 
Well, you know what the music means. Yep. Our time is up. Oh, man. Right? You've been a wealth of information, and um, there's more that I want to talk to you about. So, you know, I'd like to invite you back sometime uh, in 2023 if you're if you're game for that. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, well, I appreciate your time again, and um, uh, we'll talk to you next time and look forward to that. All right, Regan, sounds good. Thanks again to our guest, Adam Sumner, for taking the time to do two podcasts in a row with us and to our sponsor, Epson. Check out Rapix Imaging at rapiximaging.com and Rapix Academy at rapixacademy.com. That's Rapix with an X, by the way, and both website addresses. And go to Epson at epson.com forward slash UV flatbed. In the meantime, be sure to tap into all the perspectives, education, tips, tricks, news, videos, and more, all focused on your business and connecting you to experts in the field, your peers, suppliers, and manufacturers at graphics-pro.com. And for regional events dedicated to your business, go to graphics-pro-expo.com. The first Graphics Pro Expo takes place in Irving, Texas, March 9th through 10th, with education starting March 8th. Look me up when you're there. And subscribe to this podcast and check out all the archives at your favorite platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. You can also browse the archives at graphics-pro.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, adios amigos.